Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. In the West, Buddhism has been portrayed as a religion of peace and tolerance. But Christians in the land of the Hamadri have had very different experiences. Buddhists have imprisoned, beaten, fined, and persecuted them for their faith in Christ. A mass exodus of more than 90,000 refugees in the early 90s, consistent reports of persecution and restricted personal freedom tell us that a great spiritual battle is underway. When church leaders challenged the government about this activity, they were told, We will persecute the Christians and put an end to them. There have been some converts to the gospel among the Hindus and Nepali descent in this area, but very few among the Buddhists of Tibetan descent. Did you know that every person is special to God? Even the weakest person is of the highest value in God's eyes. How can this be true? It is because God made us and because he has a mission for each one of us to do. Let me tell you a story that illustrates this perfectly. In a small village, in a small hut, an old grandmother sat cross-legged beside a young woman lying on a cloth mat. The doorway was low and the interior of the room was dark. Drukta, the young woman's brother, pushed open the door to the hut and stepped inside. His dark eyes searched the room. He was worried for his sister who was sick. The young woman was feverish and barely conscious. Where is the baby? Drukta asked. The old grandmother did not hear at first. Her voice droned steadily on, chanting out the Buddhist prayers. She finally paused when Drukta raised his voice, shouting to get her attention. The baby did not live. He came too early. The grandmother shook her head sadly and motioned toward the dustbin in the corner. Drukta reached into the woven basket and pulled out a small stained bundle. Moving the cloths aside, he saw the tiny ears lie flat against the baby's head and the tiny fingers were still joined together. Drukta laid two fingers against the baby's chest. Yes, it was there! The unmistakable flutter of a heartbeat. Kangdi was alive. For the first nine months, Kangdi didn't even cry. He was too small and frail. Yet against all the odds, he survived. But he would never be useful for working in the rice fields or carrying loads up the steep mountain trails. With one shortened leg, he would always walk with a limp. The family was poor and struggled to feed the four children. So at the age of five, he was sent off to the monastery, Palreg Ganpa. Life was hard at the monastery. The children had to get up very early to begin their studies and meditations. During the time of the festivals, ceremonies continued all night. Kangdi's job was to sit and chant, holding the drum upright and beating the rhythm. Hour after hour, the chanting must continue until morning. During most of the year, the main focus of the monks was their study of the Buddhist scriptures. 
they had to memorize large portions of text and recite carefully before the great head lama. For three or four months, no one had proper sleep as they studied in preparation for the exam. They sat hour after hour at their books, struggling to stay awake. A cup of cold water was thrown on those who fell asleep. For those who could not recite the text perfectly, a beating with a leather belt was the punishment. Though he rose through the ranks and became a respected monk at last, Kangdi found no peace in Buddhism. He worked for a time as a government clerk, but he longed for the open fields so he got a job looking after the crops. As the harvest approached, his job was to beat the gong to scare the birds away from the rice. One day, he sat looking out over the landscape, watching the wind rippling through the stalks in the paddy field. Who is the biggest god, he wondered. There must be someone who is ruling everything. He had left Palrig Ganpa searching for something better, but it seemed that trouble had followed him. His only remaining sister quarreled with him and chased him off the family land. Cast out from his relatives, he found himself wandering in town with 300 rupees in his pocket. What could he do? Where could he go? He decided to travel to distant villages that had monasteries and look for one that might have a position for him. At each monastery, the answer was the same. I am sorry, we don't have room for you. With no job, no money, and no family to help him, Kangdi was utterly discouraged and hopeless. He bought some cheap alcohol, drank the whole bottle, and sank into a drunken sleep. It was at this low moment that Kangdi met a Christian named Tana. Tana wanted to help Kangdi and urged him to come and talk to his pastor. The pastor asked him what he could do, and Kangdi began telling him all about his qualifications as a Buddhist monk. Buddhism is nothing, the pastor told him. Kangdi was shocked and angry. What did this mean? The pastor began telling Kangdi about Jesus and the way to find true happiness. The pastor called the other Christian believers together to pray for Kangdi. Holding their Bibles, the believers surrounded him and prayed. Kangdi felt his heart rate slow and his worries melt away as peace came into his heart. He had spent many hours meditating in Buddhism, but he had never felt anything like this before. He moved in with Tana and followed him around every day watching him and learning from him. Tana urged his new friend to read the Bible. Kangdi took the book thinking how small it seemed next to the many volumes of Buddhist texts he had read. But the first time he tried to read the Bible, he gave up. I don't know if this is a holy book or a storybook, but I can't understand it, he told Tana. Several days later, Tana gave the book back to him. You must read it, Tana told him. Kangdi had spent many hours chanting Buddhist scriptures and memorizing thousands of pages of texts. Now he began reading the Bible, struggling to make sense of the things he was reading. As he met various Christians and studied with them, he was able to understand more and more. His life began to change as he learned more about God's will and God's power. 
Kangdi also began to help translate sermons and Christian pamphlets to share in the villages. When the coronavirus pandemic struck and the borders closed, Kangdi was stuck in an area where Christian worship was not allowed openly. As the days turned to weeks, Kangdi started to share the Bible with those around him. A small group began meeting with him every week to worship and sing and listen to the message he shared. One day as Kangdi was visiting people in the village, he met a young woman named Dory. She was crying and one glance told Kangdi that her baby was due any day. She told him that her husband had left her and she was surviving by living on a friend's porch. As they talked, her friend came outside to see what was going on. Kangdi could see he was drunk. Dory was in a desperate situation. She was ready to deliver a baby but had no one to help her and no safe place to live. Together with his wife and the other members, Kangdi paid for Dory to get a taxi and took her to the hospital. After her baby was born, Kangdi and the other members brought clothes, diapers, and blankets for the baby. They gave Dory an audio Bible. While she recovered from her delivery, she listened to the stories and songs. Her sister came to visit her in the hospital and she heard the songs and stories too. When it was time for her to leave, Kangdi and his wife brought Dory home. She stayed with them for three months. Dory's sister watched how the Christians cared for her sister. One day she told Kangdi, I have never seen anyone take care of people like you have. If that is what Christians are like, I want to be one. Kangdi had the joy of praying for Dory's sister and seeing her become a Christian. Dory too was changed by her encounter with the Christians who cared and helped her. When she went back to her home village with her sister and baby, she gathered her friends together on Sabbath. Each Sabbath, Kangdi led worship in his own village then traveled by taxi to reach Dory's village and hold a second Bible study there. As the two groups grew bigger, so did the need for the people to have Bibles to read and study for themselves. But inside Kangdi's country, no Bibles were printed and no Bibles were sold. The only Bibles available were those that were smuggled into the country. Kangdi asked his friends across the border to find a way to send some Bibles in for the new believers. One day, Kangdi received the good news that a box of Bibles, audio Bibles, and Christian tracts were on their way to him. His heart leapt for joy even as a shiver of fear crept up his spine. He knew the believers across the border were praying. He knew the members of his study group were praying. Still, he went to the warehouse where the package had been delivered with a sense of dread. What is in this box? What are you transporting? The security guard cut open the strings that held the large bundle together, opened the package, and scowled. These are Bibles. Don't you know it is illegal to bring Christian books into Hamadria? The guard's voice was getting louder. What is the trouble here? Another official standing nearby came over to investigate the commotion. 
Kangdi knew that people had gone to jail here for lesser crimes. Kangdi also knew that the official was a Buddhist. I'll take that, the official said, quickly confiscating the package without any explanation and disappearing into another room. Kangdi knew he was helpless to do anything. However, he also knew many were praying for God's help and protection over the Bibles. And God did not fail to keep his promises. The official did not threaten Kangdi. Instead, he gave the box back to him and helped him to get a taxi. Kangdi sank with relief into the back seat of the vehicle as it sped back to his apartment. Excited members gathered for prayer and there was much joy as they received the Bibles and study materials. Pray for the believers in Kangdi's study group that their lives will be changed by the Word of God. Pray for Kangdi that God will continue to give him wisdom and protection as he encourages believers. Like Kangdi, maybe your life has had a difficult start, or maybe you have been searching for peace and meaning. If God can save a baby from the dustbin and use him to share the gospel in a Buddhist land, just imagine what God can do in your life if you will let him. Does God have a divine plan for you? Of course he does. All you have to do to find out what that plan is, is to ask God to reveal it to you. Remember the promise of Isaiah 42 verse 16 where God says, And I will lead the blind in a way they do not know. In paths that they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. May you be blessed and inspired by the story of Kandi, and remember that God will lead your path and show you the divine plan He has for you. Perhaps God is calling you to be a missionary, or maybe you can support a missionary in the field. You too can play a big role in reaching the unreached. If you would like to know more about Adventist Frontier Missions, then please visit our website at www.afmonline.org.